Greetings and welcome to Legally Uncensored. I am your host, Demetria L. Graves, Certified Family Law Specialist in the Los Angeles area. Welcome back. And I want to say thank you for those of you who have tuned in. I really appreciate it. And I hope you are enjoying our content so far. Please find me on Instagram and our Facebook at Legally Uncensored and tell me what you think. With that said, our topic today is you are not the father and the legal implications of what that even means, if anything. And how did this come about? I was listening to The Breakfast Club and Morris Chestnut was explaining a situation he had where he thought he was the father of a child and kind of what that experience or how that experience impacted his life. So I wanted to talk about that from a legal perspective and what happens when you sign up to be the father of a child and you're not entirely sure if that child belongs to you or if you are the daddy, because we have heard the saying, well, I've heard the same mommy's baby, daddy's maybe. So we're going to talk about asking for a paternity test. We're going to talk about what happens if you don't ask for a paternity test. If you have questions about the paternity of a child. So, and we've all saw the Maury show, right? Where the woman comes on and names, the four different men as the father and they all test and everyone thinks they're the father and kind of what it does to the other individuals that find out that they're not. Some are elated. Yes. We've seen people run up and down the aisles and jump for joy, but some have been highly impacted by the disclosure that they are not the father. So I want to talk you through how to avoid some of that and what you should do as soon as the matter comes up. So with that said, let me tell you a little bit about the Morris Chestnut story and kind of how he explained it from what I understand. So before Boys in the Hood, it appears he was in a on-again, off-again situationship. I won't call it a relationship because he didn't. With the young lady, they were off and on for however long they were together. And at some point she tells uh, Mr. Chestnut, hey, this baby belongs to you. Everyone skips that big, important paternity testing step. And he assumes the role as father for three years for three years he said he assumed this role as this young child's father meaning I'm assuming the young child was calling him dad they were hanging out Mr. Chestnut said he even introduced the young child to his family so that was essentially the first grandchild to his parents his first child, first nephew, so forth and so on. So there was a lot of emotional bonding there. At some point, as I recall the story, 
Again, I'm not Mr. Chestnut, so I don't have all of the details. This is just what I remember from the story and what I wanted to discuss, because I think it's important when we start talking about the legal implications and why this is important and all of that great stuff. So as I recall, it appears the young lady went to ask for child support as uh, Mr. Chestnut became more and more popular in his career. It wasn't until that time that Mr. Chestnut requested a paternity test and later learned that the child did not belong to him. So this is after he has bonded with this child. This is after he has introduced this child to his family. And I think we a lot of times miss how children feel. So, yes, Mr. Chestnut lost a son essentially, because by his choice, he decided not to be involved after that. So there, I was, I'm sure there was pain there. And, and I can only imagine how that child felt if he was informed that Mr. Chestnut would no longer be around or he was no longer his father. So how did this story even come out? Well, the young lady started posting on social media about Mr. Chestnut being a deadbeat father uh, which is a little perplexing because if it was deemed that he is not the father, it is hard to be a deadbeat dad. But if we look at it from the perspective of, hey, you know, you showed up, you were this child's father, then maybe she has an argument. But legally, from that standpoint, he can't be a deadbeat father because he is not the father of that child. But when I was listening to him, I thought about, one, the legal implications this situation had by the failure to paternity test in the beginning when he learned about the child because he was not in a committed relationship with this young lady and admittedly said, you know, they were just kind of hanging out, having some fun. Those aren't his words, but for the purposes of this show, that's what I'm going to say. There was no paternity testing done. And then there was the emotional bonding between all of the families. And so the the fallout of that, because there was not initial testing done. And then the legal implications that could have had if he didn't test at the time of the request for support. He would have been on the hook for child support. And if he was deemed the father at that time and time had went on, he would have legally been tied to that child, biologically his or not. So this is a difficult circumstance because it is hard at times for people to ask for paternity testing. That implies a lot of things from a woman's perspective. Not all women. I can't speak for all women. But for some, I can see how that can come off as disrespectful, implying that, you know, she doesn't know who the father is. However, this is more about making sure that, one, you are the father before you take on this emotional and legal responsibility. So even today, after we watch Maury and... We hear about these stories all the time. This is still very, very common. 
And yes, some men leave. We've heard those stories over again, but we don't talk about the stories where men actually stay and step up and want to be a father, just like Mr. Chestnut, which is great. And I commend fathers for doing that. But it's important to also know what to do so you are sure and you feel comfortable that you are the father to try to avoid some of the fallout should that not necessarily be the case. And I always go back to, and it's still playing in my mind more than anything, more than the money, more than the legal impact, the emotional impact this may have had on the child of this relationship, Mr. Chestnut's family and, and the mother's family having to accept, you know, that he is not the father and having to deal with all of that. So as you see, and then it's still following him to, to this day because he was around for three years. So that also bears the question because you did step up and this young child saw you as a father. Do you have an obligation to stay or is it better for that child's well-being if you stay to be the father or not? I don't have the answer to that. I'm just putting it out there. Most people will say, heck no. He is not the father. He doesn't have to stay. He gets to make that decision. I understand that perspective. But I also understand the perspective of this young kid most likely bonded with him. So is it fair to just, you know, completely abandon him as well? I don't have the answers, but that's kind of what we're dealing with. So what are some of the situations where this comes up and where it's probably a good idea to test? Um, just like the Mr. Chestnut scenario, right? If you're not really in a committed relationship, you're kind of having fun, but you're not really sure what each other is doing when you're not in each other's company. It's probably a good idea to test before you jump in that situation. When, if there is any doubt, any doubt whatsoever. You might be in a committed relationship and still have doubt. For your own comfort, it might be a good idea to test. And like I mentioned before, it might not be an easy conversation. It might put stress on a possible relationship if you're in a relationship, or it might just put stress on the situation at hand. But whatever the scenario, at least you will know right? To avoid some of this stuff. And paternity has been a very deadly situation as well. This is kind of a side because I think about this a lot when people find out that they might be a father and that sort of thing. It always brings my mind back to Ray Carruth. I don't know if you all remember. I remember because I was in college and I used to stay home from college to watch the trial on TV, but he didn't want to be a father so much so that he killed the mother of his child. And I hear stories like this all the time. So this is a big deal. So I only mention that to say that it is a big responsibility. Some are extremely afraid of what that brings, but most want to step up to the plate and be a good father. And I don't think we talk about that enough, but it doesn't make you a bad person a bad father to take the paternity test. And to the women, 
It doesn't necessarily mean that the man is implying anything. It just means that they want to make sure that they are comfortable that that is the actual case. So I hope that doesn't cause too much of a discord in a relationship, but I think it's more important that you know if it is an issue, then you don't know. Because why? Well, as we talked about, one, the emotional trauma that everyone has to experience if it's later learned that you are not the father or that child you bonded with is not your child. We've seen movies about this. We've heard about this. And when children find out when they're 30 years old and they run off the, the rail or whatever happens, the emotional baggage can be long and heavily impact the child. As I mentioned in the more chestnut story, the young lady is still posting about it. And I believe the child even started posting about how Mr. Chestnut is not a good father. Not sure, you know, the details are if he knew what happened, but regardless of all of that, it's still some emotional impact in that. Or it can be for other reasons. I don't know. That's what I'm going to go with. And then the legal impact. If you are deemed a father at some point, you are stuck. So it's better to know and not have to have the legal responsibility than wait until it's too late and there's nothing that you can do about it. So what is the legal impact? I keep saying that. I keep saying that. Well, if you've had children, you know, you know, you're, you're there. Everyone's probably tired. You've been up and have this beautiful baby. And then they present you with documentation. And all of the documentation that you sign has legal implications that will follow you until that child, you know, is 18 years old or graduates high school or whatever the situation is. So in California, there's a document, and I believe most states have something very similar called a Declaration of Paternity. So if you sign that Declaration of Paternity, you are telling the legal world, yes, I am the father. And you sign the birth certificate as well. But that Declaration of Paternity is a very important document because what they, they're not going to sit you down and tell you is once you sign that document, technically you only have two years to take a paternity test and dispute that declaration or dispute that the paternity. Paternity just means that you are the father um, of the child. So typically what happens is at some point, if a couple is no longer together or there's no longer an agreement about how things are going to go, uh, someone goes and files child support. The question is raised, hey, did you sign this declaration of paternity? If either party has it and it's in contention and someone says, hey, I have it, look here. If it's after that two-year mark, I have seen where you can't test and you are legally deemed the father, even though you are not biologically the father. In some circumstances, I've have seen that the court will still allow you to test, but technically the deadline is two years. Same with child support. If someone goes and they say, hey, 
you are the father and you don't contest it, you don't ask for child support and you are deemed the father, you can still legally be responsible even though you have not, you are not biologically the father. There have been circumstances where kids have end up with three parents because one parent has legally been assigned the child. Right? So I know that sounds long and drawn out, but that is a big impact only because someone did not test. That's why it is so important legally because you end up being responsible for this child. Even if you say, hey, I'm going to sign over my rights or sign over your rights, that's something different. But even if you say, hey, the other parent can have full legal, full physical custody, I'm just going to pay. But that could have potentially been avoided had you tested in the beginning. And I always say, if there's any question about paternity, if you're at the hospital, you are not required to sign the declaration of paternity. You are allowed to wait and be added to the birth certificate and all those documents later if you have a question about what is in your best interest. So I always say, and I've been asked before, what do I do? I'm going to the hospital and just wait. You don't have to sign the legally binding documents at the hospital. And that's a whole nother topic. Should parties be required to sign legally binding documents at the hospital? Considering the the state everyone is in, baby just born, everyone's happy. Is that fair to even present the documents at that time? So there are some circumstances where this is not an issue. Parties in a committed relationship, there's no question. Then if you feel comfortable, sign the documents, right? Because then you don't have to deal with it later. I'm specifically speaking to men that have questions about paternity and what they can do. So if what happens if you do sign the declaration of paternity within that two year period and you learn that you may not be the father, then you go and test. And then once you do test, then it can be you can be declared not the father and you're fine and you can decide on your own what you want to do. So I know this is a touchy subject. I know we don't always like to talk about it, but I think it's still something that to, to be for lack of a better word, responsible and make sure that, you know, so you're not signing, excuse me, you're not signing yourself up for something blindly and then upset years later, if you find out otherwise, it's better to take that extra step um, initially so you know, child knows, everybody knows, so it's not a big fallout at some point in the future. So when I was listening to the Morris Chestnut radio interview, that's kind of what um, stood out to me. And I think a lot of men do that because I think they essentially want to be responsible and they want to take care of their responsibilities. And so they skip that step. I think some people don't want to be deemed the bad guy or don't want to bring it up. So they just assume the role without taking that next step. And so, and I've also seen times when 
because the Declaration of Paternity was signed, fathers have had to pay support and they're paying support for years on end because of the lack of testing. So what did we learn today? If someone comes to you that you've had a situationship with and tell you you are the father of a child and you have doubts about that, then the next step is, you know what? Let's take this test and then talk about what the roles are after that. That is a very important step. Let's not skip that step because that will avoid emotional trauma for you, emotional trauma for child, emotional trauma for your whole family. To me, that's more important than um, the legal battle that may ensue later down the line. Or it prevents that child from potentially knowing um, the truth about who they are and who their other family may be. If we don't know for sure. And then of course, like I said, if you're at the hospital, if you have questions, you are not obligated to legally sign up while you're there to be a a parent. If that is not something you feel comfortable with, you can always um, discuss it with an attorney if that is necessary for you, or you can just wait until the paternity test comes back and then, you know, add, get added to the birth certificate, all of that great stuff. Otherwise, as Mr. Chestnut is facing 20 plus years later, the fallout of of that, of the parties not taking that very necessary step and understanding the long lasting impact that that has. So this is not to start a fight. This is not to accuse mother of doing anything wrong whatsoever. This is just being um, sure of what you're signing up for. So there are no major issues down the line. So I hope Mr. Chestnut and his family heal from this. I hope mom and son, I believe it's a son, mom and son also heal from this experience. But as we see from today, it is all avoidable. So I wish everybody the best, but my final words are, if you have any doubt, go test. That's just the bottom line. Okay. So thank you so much for listening today. Again, I am available on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, find me at Legally Uncensored and until next time. (music) 